the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, get a $100 free bet. When you bet $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service for another day in picks. Shout out to the Utah Jazz for doing what we know they do best and for doing what they don't do best. Appreciate you on both parts. Got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Uh, looking forward to going through Wednesday's card. I know yesterday was pretty mediocre for me. Ended up losing the lock. However, did win the under. I did win the dog with AD, uh, 30 plus points, which was really never in doubt. Uh, the Celtics aren't equipped to guard him right now mm-hmm. without Robert Williams and without Al Horford. Uh, that whole game was uh, really just a very unique experience. I'm sure we're about to talk about it because there were a lot of layers to that game, but it made me laugh. And that's the most important part. But you have any takeaways from that Celtics-Lakers game? Because there's kind of a, a lot to unpack from both sides. I think what I took away from yesterday is that I think I'm ready to make my first future bet. Okay. I think I'm ready. You want to elaborate or are you going to save that for a rainy day? No, no. I think I'll say it now. Um, it's not going to get it, – it, for sure, it's not going to get like from 20 other – teams in the league because only one team can be champion but i think i want to go ahead and take milwaukee to win championship okay i can understand that when boston gets at full strength and when milwaukee gets at full strength i think they're the two best teams in the league and i'm not certain how brooke lopez and bobby portis are playing adding that to a healthy Giannis, Chris Milton, and Drew Holiday. I'm not 100% certain that Boston has everything it takes to guard all of them. And mm-hmm. if you add, and if they run into, if they play in the, if you tell me that they're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, why would I not be on Milwaukee with the fact that they got bounced to seven last year too? It just feels like everything can set up for these two to meet in the playoffs. And Boston looks really, really good right now. Best team in the league right now by far. I'm not taking that from them. But I'm not 100% certain that they can beat Milwaukee in a seven-game series with Chris Middleton this time. And for so, the record, by the way, Holiday didn't even play last night. I know. I know. So we're still waiting for both of these teams to be full strength. And I don't know. If I'm getting a better price on Milwaukee, I think I like it. It's not even close in terms of price. Like, it's not. I think I think Boston right now is the best team in the league. I mentioned them for coach of the year purposes and stuff like that because I think they should win the most games in the regular season. That's the main reason for it. However, based on the current odds for the futures, you have the Celtics at around three to one, plus three ten, so slightly above three to one to win the title. Milwaukee's six to one. 
If you're in a, like, yeah. there's no way that Boston is two times better than Milwaukee. And that's Not- my point. That's my point. And I feel like six to, I, I don't think they were six to one to start the year. I don't believe so. But the I point is, I, under, I, under, I understand your angle. They went to seven last year. Milwaukee should be better because Middleton, of course, didn't play a single game in that series against Boston. So even though Brooke Lopez is better defensively, Bobby Portis yeah. is better. Like in, in a seven game series, I do think it would be very close. You could argue it'd be a coin flip. Yeah. But the point is, if you're going to give Milwaukee two times longer odds than the Celtics to win the title, and you're expecting a war between these teams anyway, and we think these are the two best teams in the Western Conference, doesn't really stand a chance. Yeah. And I think all the value is on Milwaukee right now. Yeah. I, so I, I was just sitting there. I was sitting there pondering that all last night. Like, man, is this the time? And I, I think this is the time. I'm going to make that an official play, and I'm about to get down on it. I'm, I'm putting down a little bit on a future of Milwaukee to win the title. I just – I don't think anybody in the else, in else in the East can compare to the two. I truly don't think anybody else in the East compares to the two. So if you're telling me I have one series that I'm really, really thinking about and I'm getting six to one on one side and if they make it to the finals, I like either either team in the finals. Yeah. I'm trying to think if do you want to run through some of the odds of the other teams? Because I do think there's a serious drop off after the top two. You have Boston at around three to one, three ten. You have Milwaukee at six to one. Then you have two Western Conference teams. You have the Warriors at seven to one. Mm-hmm. Understand. I understand the Warriors have the pedigree. As of right now, they should be a lot longer than seven to one. Yeah, it's, it's not the. This is a going off of past history and the fact that you just know what they're going to do when they get to the playoffs. But it's they can't not win how a road they look game. now. Yeah, it's not how they look now for sure. They can't win a road game and they're and right now they're on pace to be a play-in team. So as of right now, they should not be seven to one. You have the Clippers at eight fifty which I guess are intriguing, but you can't trust Kwai and Paul George or either of them to stay healthy. I don't think one day off is enough. I think they're going to miss games in the playoffs. I think so, too. Uh, you have the Nets at 12-1, to 1, who I don't think are good enough to beat the Celtics or the Bucks in a seven-game series right now. You have Phoenix at 12-1, to 1, serious pass. That team's imploding. You have Denver at 14-1, to 1, Memphis at 16-1, to 1, New Orleans at 18-1, to 1, and then you have Philly at 22 and Cleveland at 25. So everything else is just fun. Like everything Correct. else is fun bets. The, but, but when we get back to the top, it really feels like that's it. Yeah, it does. And the teams that are fun, in other words, are teams that either need to make one big move to kind of get, get more firepower, or they're, a team, they're teams that need a lot to break their way in the playoffs whether it involves the actual uh, matchups that they have, whether mm-hmm. it involves the injuries for other teams and not themselves. It does seem right now that Boston and Milwaukee are clearly levels above everyone else. You could argue Boston is maybe even a level above Milwaukee right now, but the point is I think it's very close in my eyes between yeah. Boston and Milwaukee, and then you have a serious drop-off for 3-4 and all the other teams. So yeah. that's how so- I look at it. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna lock that in. I like I like if, if Boston's three ten right now. Milwaukee should be like four hundred. Six yes, to one should, is six way to one's too, too much. Yeah, it's way too much. And so I was I was staring at that last night. Like, man, that's got to be an off price, and that can't be right. Like, and you get the best player in the league, and you have a team that has done it before. Like they've mm-hmm. gotten to this point before. So if you're telling me I'm taking, I get the experience in a coin flip game, and I'm still getting six to one. Yeah. 
Once again, it went seven last year, and Milwaukee was missing its arguably second-best player for the yeah. entire series. So yeah. I can understand your angle. All right. Cool. I'm glad we talked through that. Let's actually get into the Do you want to break picks. down any of that Celtics-Lakers game before we get into the picks or no? Uh, not really. I really – I mean, it, it – That was so – The game made me laugh so hard. The star so starred, and, you know, AD and Braun really didn't get too, too much contribution from everybody else. It was really majority of them the entire game. So uh, the stats behind that, by the way, uh, AD, LeBron, and Westbrook combined for 90 points yesterday. The yeah, Lakers, like, as a team, scored 118. Yeah, that's not sustainable. The rest of the um, supporting cast scored a total of 28 points. Yeah, that's not sustainable in big games like that. And, you know, it was – I mean, I was intrigued when the Lakers went on a big run, but then the Celtics went on a big run. And I think that just – I think really what – the biggest takeaway from that is that the Celtics are still resilient, and this isn't the team that they were last year that they're going to come in and blow every single fourth quarter. And so uh, I will say that they're not a walking fade at the end of the game. Like they, they've figured it out and they've done Tatum. it multiple times. It's mostly Tatum, to be honest. Tatum yeah. couldn't even hit the rim on half of those shots down the stretch. It was just uh, very, very pure. Marcus Smart had a couple big plays. Uh, mm -hmm. I, know, I know that you look at the defensive end. LeBron late in games, I know that he's an all-time great. He's one of the best players ever. I get that he's older. He has some of the worst shot selection late in games, and it's been that way for years. He settles for so many bad jump shots late in shot clocks for no reason at mm -hmm. all, and it kills this team down the stretch of games. And he had a shot to win it. He settled for that really bad sidestep three-pointer for no reason in a tie game. Overtime came around. The Lakers had no energy. They were cooked, and the Celtics took advantage, but – I'm looking at the Lakers' late game execution. They were up 12 with about two and a half to go, three minutes. And the entire offense just turned into a jump shooting fest and nobody could shoot. It was really, really bad. But the Celtics gave up a 32-5 to run and still won the game, which is impressive. They're also making stuff up with their power forwards to guard AD because Horford's out, Robert Williams is out. They're giving Blake Griffin 20-something minutes. They're giving Luke Cornett minutes. It's, it's funny when you look at their power forward depth because it's really bad. Blake Griffin in 2022 should not be playing 20-plus minutes in a game. But they found a way. It was really just the Lakers' execution. They gave up a three-pointer to Tatum. Then they gave up an immediate inbound steal with a free layup to Smart. That was five points in two seconds, and that turned out to be the, the difference because the game went to overtime. The Lakers are just awful down the stretch of games and LeBron's a big culprit of that because the shot selection down the stretch is really bad and AD also choked away two free throws again that would have yep. been <laughs> yeah yeah no, I have to mention that that's but. that's really one of the big things because this is twice in a row um that's twice I know in he's a row tired but he wanted no part of those free throws he missed the and, first one you knew he had no shot of making the second one yeah and it's just like I think that's what AD and Braun have to both realize that at the end of the game, AD's got to carry this team through. Like that's that's how you're gonna that's how you're gonna survive in advance. Like it's not Braun. AD's got to carry this team too. Braun, you get us there. AD, you gotta you gotta pull it through because at this point, you are the person that is you know top five, a top five player in the NBA when fully healthy and when you're able to play. Like you, there's you can get whatever shot you want on that Celtics team, especially with no Robert Williams. So. uh 
that was disappointing. But you know, uh, the eighty the eighty talks are never going to stop. No, but you could argue that's why LeBron never goes to the rim late in games because he's afraid of missing free throws. But the point is, the Lakers have the star power to win any game because LeBron and AD and Westbrook yesterday can combine for 90 or just the two of them, AD and LeBron, can go for 70. But at the end of the day, they expend so much energy all the time to even get the Lakers into a spot to win games that they run out of gas in the final couple minutes. And once again, I think the shot selection late in game for the Lakers has been atrocious. And we've seen a couple of really bad choke jobs because of it, like the Pacers game, for example. They just really don't run high-quality offense late in games, and they rely on the star power a little bit too much to bail them out instead of actually running good sets. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Real quick before we move on to the actual slate, the Pelicans lost to the Jazz last night. They are still the one seed, I'm pretty sure, in the West. Are they tied with Memphis? Yeah, tied for Memphis with the one seed. Uh, and you said what? What'd you say? Were I think you said twelve to one for Memphis, sixteen to one for the Pelicans, something like that. For the title, Pelicans are eighteen to one. Memphis is sixteen to one. Oh, okay, all right, it was close. I still like Memphis. I, you know, I like Memphis. So Bain, but, I'm saying Bain hasn't played that much. Uh, I'm assuming Memphis might trade for somebody, but they have pieces. New Orleans, I, I like. I think they're fun. I don't think they have enough playoff experience, to be honest with you. I, mm-hmm. I know that they had a fun run there through the play-in, and they had a battle there with the Suns. I'm not sure Zion can stay healthy, but mm-hmm. still, New Orleans, I think, is a little bit too young. Memphis has been there. I think the talent is there. The I think talent the talent is, there, is absolutely there. I'm just not certain what it's going to look like when you mentally, get— Mentally, I'm, I'm not sure they're ready to go through three, four rounds. I don't know if they're if ready you, to do that. If I had to take Memphis or— Pelican. If it was Memphis versus Pelicans in a fi- in a Western Conference Finals, or even just a regular I'm, I'm seven taking, game series, I'm, Memphis I'm taking Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And Memphis, Memphis has been very good at home, but they've been there. And the yeah, Warriors and they understand. The Warriors beat them last year. They won the title. I mean, ja, if Ja was healthy, that could have been closer of a series. They might, they probably still would have lost, but it would have been, you know, a little bit closer of a series. And you could argue there's a chip the on their shoulder because they lost to the inevitable champions who they yep. view as their arch rival, and they've yep. been on deep runs before. If I had to pick between the two of them, I would pick Memphis. Yeah. But. I still think they're uh, decent bets to have. Anything can happen. Yeah. All right, let's actually get into the breakdown. We got, what, a 10-game slate today? Yeah. Let's start things off with, well, when I get it pulled up, the Detroit Pistons are in Charlotte, North Carolina, to play the Charlotte Hornets. Minus three for the Hornets, 227 and a half is the total. Let's see here. Oh, man. Where's my injury report? Okay. No, that's not it. I have it if you want it. Uh, no, I got it right here. Okay. All right. For the Detroit Pistons, you have Isaiah Livers out. Uh, and Kate Cunningham is shut down for the year. If you didn't catch that news over the course of the weekend, I'm pretty sure it was the weekend when it came yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kate Cunningham's getting surgery on that shin. He is done for the year. Better off that way. I mean, they're 7-22. and 22. You might as well just prepare. Yeah, for just that. call it in and... You know, maybe you can get a uh, man. Imagine Wimby on this squad. That'd be kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Just imagine them with, without Dwayne Casey. Even like 
the top two teams are really Wimby and Scoot Henderson, like can really, really come in and add something crazy to somebody's team. Yeah. All right. Um, Mark Williams is out for the Charlotte Hornets. You already know that LaMelo, Gordon Hayward, Dennis Jr., Cody Martin are not playing in this game. And Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, I said him. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure. And line opened up at four, sitting at three now. Looks like people are coming in on Detroit. Are you doing that as well? Uh, I have no interest in actually betting this game. They're two really bad teams playing against each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll lean to Detroit. They've been pretty good in the underdog role lately, and they play tough. I can't say that they're good, but they try. And every game for Boyan's a showcase game because the Lakers are rumored to want to trade for him. But Charlotte is a team that isn't very good. We know that home court doesn't exactly matter that much because the team's not very good. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a coin flip game between two bad teams. I'll take the points. Uh, I'm not going to bet it, but I'll lean to Detroit. They've, they've been good to us as an underdog. Let's see. Yeah, they have. I believe they have. They should have. I mean, you're mostly a double-digit underdog fan. But still. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, where are they at? 13, 12, and 3 as underdog for the Pistons. Um, do they win? Any, I don't think they win these close games. I don't really know because Detroit's 3 and 13 on the road straight up, which is awful, but Charlotte is 4 and 9 at home. I mean, once again, I have no interest in betting it, but Charlotte has lost five straight. Uh, they've been terrible. The Pistons haven't been great either, but you could argue they played against the Grizzlies, the Pelicans. They played against the Lakers. They've played against some good teams. Mm-hmm. Eh, like, I'll lean Detroit. Mm-hmm. But once again, I've. do you have any interest in actually betting this game? Because I don't. No. Well, I may. So besides it. player I, props. I mean, like, on the yeah. side. Like, I, yeah. I don't not really too, too much interest. If I had to take a pick, I'd probably take the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. And just because of the home factor and how and like you said, three and thirteen on the road for the uh Pistons. for the Detroit Pistons and the three wins at Denver, at Utah, both of those were double digit uh where they were double digit favorites. And then the last one was at Miami and it's Miami at home this year. They're really and Miami bad, was so. on a back to back. Yeah, them. so um I think th- I think this is I'll just take I'll just take the home team. Like I'll just take the home team in this matchup. It's not really too too much. These are two, these are two bad teams, and I'm just gonna lean on the shooters of Charlotte to get it going at home and kind of help bring that home record a little bit closer to uh, the mean, which is 500. So yeah. Any thoughts? All right. Uh, I think it's a high scoring game. I think I think it's a high scoring game. I don't think anybody really do. I don't think anybody tries to defend in this game. I think two bad teams they just go up there and get their shots. Like, this could be a fun game. I think it could be a fun game to bet in terms of, like, a win-build-your-own-bet parlay mm-hmm. where you just take some of the top guys in this game and just take them to get, like, 20, 25-plus points at plus I don't think, money. I don't think game. either team has any defensive stoppers at all. So, I think I'm with you. They're two bad teams. You might get a fun game out of it, only to the over. No way. What? Dang, don't none of these guys play defense. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can go through the lineups here. Like, there are no defensive players on either team. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> I, 
can't even. I'm sitting here. Okay. I uh, no. Oh no! You can like read off the starting lineups. Like none of these guys are known for playing any defense besides maybe Doran. In That's college. what I was sitting there. I was like, I was trying to like, all right, maybe Duran, like maybe he, it's still a little early for him, but that's hilarious. Okay. All right. I'm on Charlotte. You're on Detroit. We're both on the over. I actually kind of really like that over. Mm-hmm. Next game on the slate, we have the Atlanta Hawks going to play the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Minus two and a half on the road for the Hawks. 225 is the total injury report for this one. And we have... Trey Young is questionable with a back injury. Clint Capella is not on the injury report. Bogdan Bovanovich is not on the injury report. And then you know you're not going to see John Collins or Deontay Murray. For the Magic, Jalen Suggs is out. Gary Harris is out. Okiku is out. out. Wendell Carter is out. So it looks like you're going to see Markel Fultz, Franz Wagner, Bancaro, Mo Wagner, and Bo Bull versus Trey Young, Trent Forrest, AJ Griffin, DeAndre Hunter, and Clint Capella. Maybe Trey Young. I mean, this is easy for me. I'm not laying points with the Hawks on the road. I was going to go with Orlando anyway. I think it's, we're on the same page here. The Hawks have done well against Orlando this season, but. Trey and, and been, history, like historical wise, yeah, historically, but him. Trey has killed this team in the past. And if he doesn't play, it's a big deal. I don't like Atlanta supporting cast. They might be missing arguably their three best players. Mm-hmm. Capella should feast in this game. So I would look for some double double props, rebound props. I think Capella could walk into potentially like 18 and 17. I think he could have himself a big game. But Orlando had a nice win there in the back to back against Toronto. They beat the Clippers. They won three straight all at home, seven and nine straight up at home. Uh, but I do think that Orlando has found something recently, which has which has kind of made them look mediocre at times. Atlanta is a 500 team missing a bunch of its star talent. Uh, you could argue Orlando will be motivated because they've lost twice to or- to Atlanta already this season, and now mm-hmm. Atlanta's compromised. I'll take the team that's won three straight against an Atlanta team that's kind of reeling right now. I'll lean Orlando, especially at home. If it was if it was in Atlanta, I take Atlanta. It's not, so I'm not going to lay points with the Hawks. This team is really not that good right now. Yeah, uh, Atlanta's defense, 19th in points per game, uh, 20th and no, 21st in field goal percentage, all not good. Uh, giving up 19th in offensive rebounding. So, I yeah, I'm on Orlando here. I think Orlando's going to go. It's going to be one of those grinded out Orlando games where you're probably not going to see a bunch of scoring on either side, probably because of the one of the inefficiency of the Hawks, and two because Orlando's just not built like that team to go blow people out. But I do think that Pilon Ben is going to do enough. I don't think anybody, you know, DeAndre Hunter's going to try to slow him down. I don't. I don't think that's going to work too much. And that leads me over to Ben Carroll's assist again. Like, I'm going to play his assist again. I, I think that DeAndre Hunter is going to be on him like glue this game, and he's going to have opportunities to find a cutter, find people streaking to the basket. Franz Wagner loves streaking to the basket, and I think he's going to find him a couple times. So uh, I'm on uh, his assist again. I think this is a route, and Orlando should get this done comfortably. So, yeah, give me the Orlando Magic Plus two and a half, sprinkle on the money line. Boncaro's assist, by the way, three and a half at minus 115. Yeah, I'm still like it. Let's go. Yep. All right. For the total at 225, 
I kind of I, like, I like the under. Yeah, I kind of just said it. I like the under. I think that the Hawks are going to be inefficient, and I don't think Orlando is going to come in here and drop 120 points out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see, I this. see this game like 110, 105. Something like that. Oh wow! You, you gave him a little bit more than me. I said I, I was thinking like 180. Yeah. I really think the Hawks are going to struggle in this game. I, I, Atlanta's defense the last couple of games has been atrocious, so I'll give I'll give Orlando 110. But I don't think Atlanta is going to do much. I kind of want Trey to play, just because the back and the shoulder issues, and you think yeah. he's going to shoot terribly. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I have a better chance of him having a 30 percent from the field day than a 60 percent from the field day. I think I'd take the Trey assists if he plays. Yep. All right. Next game on the slate. <laughs> we have the Golden State Warriors minus one and a half playing the Indiana Pacers on the road. 238 and a half is the total. Injury report for that one. And we have Clay Thompson, injury management, unlikely to play. Andrew Wiggins is out for a stinged period of time, as we know. Andre Iguodala, I mean, okay, I guess it's injury management. He's out. And then we have Chris Duarte, who is out, and Tice is out. You, you see Clay being out? Or does yeah, it I, see him at un, I see him as unlikely to play. Okay. So I, I guess it's because of the back-to-back. They're, he's unlikely it to play. It makes sense, but okay. And they're very well. Steve Kerr could wake up this morning and say, mm, yeah, don't feel like playing these guys. They just played last night. Was it last night? Yeah. They yeah. got run out of the building by Milwaukee. Yeah, he could he could wake up in the morning and be like, eh, I don't play feel like playing you because you just played last night. So there could be some more outs for uh Golden State. How would you react if twenty eight games into the season I would have told I would have told you that the uh, Warriors and Pacers have the same record? I would have said, dang, what happened to Steph? Yeah, pretty much. I, I would assume that Steph got injured. And this was one of those years where Steph misses the entire year and they're trying to figure it out. I know Indiana's fallen off a cliff lately, uh, but do you want to make a case for the Warriors on a back-to-back being 2-12 and on the road? I want to. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I think I have to lean to Indiana, especially after Halliburton scored one point against Miami. <laughs> I, I, I got to assume he's going to put together a hell of a game here. But Wiggins is still out. The Warriors defensively on the road have been terrible. They, the Warriors should want to beat this team's ass. Like, they, they beat should. them twice at home, back-to-back. Back-to-back, <laughs> yeah, back, they beat them twice at but home. It, it's a road team that's 2-12. and 12. And you can argue the Warriors are due to have a good showing. Maybe they are. They are. They're, they're an older team. They're on a back-to-back. There is travel involved. It's really not a good spot at all for Golden State. You also mentioned they might bench some people. They might bench everybody. Who knows? And uh, like Indiana has not been good the last couple of games. They lost to the Nets, who are benching their top eight guys. No exaggeration. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. And then they only scored 82 against Miami. But I think I'm going to lean to Indiana. The Warriors on the road on a back-to-back, I want nothing to do with. i yeah, I, I, I will take Halliburton props. I think he'll bounce back, but I think I'm leaning Indiana. I feel like I would so much rather play Indiana. I mean, Golden State, if I knew a bunch of money was coming in on Indiana, but everybody's still on Golden State. Of course. It's, it's, a, it's a short spread, and people are going to blindly bet Golden State no matter what. Once again, they have the same record. Golden State's 2-12 and 12 on the road. Like, 
They if, you want to the war- if you want to bet the Warriors, I understand the argument is their ceiling is significantly higher than Indiana's. I get it and all. Mm-hmm. But it's an older team on a back-to-back, and they're terrible on the road. If you ignore the team name and you gave me those variables, it's I think clearly Indiana. Dumb. It's clearly and and just add that Indiana beat them on their home floor without their best player. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Indiana plus one and a half. Yeah, if you put this in a vacuum, you just said team A, team B. We would be all over Indiana. We'd be like, why, why are they not even favored? I, I right. think I like I like the under in this game though. I know the, that Indiana doesn't play much defense either, but 238 and a half with the Warriors potentially benching people and being on a back-to-back, mm-hmm. 238 and a half? And the last meeting went under. It went yeah, under you, said, you said a couple people didn't play, but Nemhart ended up going for a master class. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it bounced out. Yeah, I mean, that's they, what I'm saying. I think it did bounce out. I'm with out. you. I think money's I'm coming on in under. on the over. I think money's coming in on the over, and you just say, fuck it, take the under. Golden State right. can win this game and the game still goes under because they just put the clamps down defensively or Indiana has an off game. Like you need both offenses to play very and that's well. What Steve Kerr, that's what Steve Kerr was talking about last night when they asked him on TV. They said, Hey, you know, I know you you know the what the road record oh, excuse me, what the road record is. Like, what do you have to do to turn that around? And he said, We gotta clamp down defensively. Mm-hmm. Like that's the issue. So you very well could get a defensive some I wouldn't say a master class, but you could see some effort on the defense but tonight, especially after getting run out gym yesterday. But if I told you the Warriors end up winning this game and they give up one fifteen, not a good defensive game, no. but good enough. Yeah. One fifteen yeah. is actually a pretty good defensive showing for this total. I wonder what the, what their team what Indiana's team total is. I think that's something I would play. I would just oh, okay. I, if I had to bet if I had to back the Warriors, I'm trying to pull it up. It's gonna have to, to back, be one. It's gonna be like one twenty. Yeah, if I had to back the Warriors, I would back them there and just say that all right, it's they're locking in a little bit more. One nineteen and a half. Yeah. So just don't let them score one twenty. I think they could not let them score one twenty mm-hmm. and still lose the game. You say it all the time. One bad quarter and the over screwed and a two thirty eight and a half with a team on a back to back. Golden State will probably voluntarily slow the pace in the second half because the team's going to be gassed. Okay. Yep. That's our, that's my favorite play in the game. Under 238, under Pacers team total. Unfortunately, I still like the Pacers to win the game. Yeah. I, I, I still think it might be a coin flip, but for spot alone, I have to lean to Indiana. Yeah. All right. We haven't given out any props yet. You have any props? Uh, Halliburton, I think, is going to have a very good game here. Uh, we saw Golden State. Yeah, he had one point. Had we one saw him point. struggle against Nemhart in the first meeting this season, which just tells me that Golden State against the point guard position could definitely use a lot of work. Halliburton's assists are at ten and a half. His points are at nineteen and a half. I'm just expecting a bounce back game for Halliburton. I think he's got a very good matchup. All right, I like it. I'm with you. Cosign there. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knickerbockers going to play the Chicago Bulls on the road. Four and a half. You get minus four and a half with Chicago in Chicago. Uh, 225 and a half is the total for that one. Whoa. Why did that happen? All right. Injury report here for that game. And we have for the New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson is questionable with the foot. If you've seen the picture of the Knicks holiday party, you see Jalen Brunson standing there in a boot. 
Uh, Obi Toppin, you're not going to see in this game. It's really all that matters. And you have Alex Caruso, who is probable. Io Desamu, who is prop, who is questionable, and you're not going to see Lonzo. Uh, let's see. You're on the Knicks fans. So I'm going to let you go first. Tom Thibodeau has a nine and four record against the Bulls since leaving them. So let's throw that out there. Forty. They've won forty nine percent of their games. But he has a nine and four record against the Bulls. Um, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That actually m- might have changed my mind a little bit. Historically speaking, even before you mentioned the Thibodeau numbers, the Knicks have done well against Chicago. Yeah, that I knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's really one angle that I like in this game, but I I wanted you to go first. I don't like this game. Um, maybe it's my pessimism on the Knicks, but I mean the Knicks. The Knicks do does, play does it slowly come down to Brunson for you? Like if Brunson plays, he'll take the Knicks. If he doesn't, he'll take Chicago. Is it that simple? I, I mean, I, I feel like it is just because I don't trust RJ Barrett right now, and so without RJ Barrett and not trusting Thibodeau to give quickly and you know, guys, the minutes that they really need to be effective because those guys are somewhat like got to warm up into the game and all that. At least he gave Grimes minutes. Yeah, Grimes. Yeah, Grimes. Yeah, Grimes gets minutes. And I appreciate that. But it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't like Tibbs rotation. I really don't like Tibbs as a coach. And it makes me hard. At least he gave Grimes minutes. I'm trying to think. Does Chicago even cover the spread at home? That's the interesting part because it opened up at around four, so it really hasn't moved that much. And yeah. yet Brunson is, pro- I'm assuming, not going to play. You mentioned that he's kind of he's been in a boot. In yeah, I court. mean, now boot could be just for protection of the foot, and when he gets on the court, you know, they 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 don't want him to be putting any weight or anything on. The, like the that's line perfectly hasn't fine. Moved that much, which means that I'm I don't think the markets actually respect the Bulls too much, and. But I'm looking at money coming. Like, people are betting the Bulls. For, but I'm, that's my point. People are betting the Bulls, but the line hasn't moved that much. Why Why? Why hasn't this line, line moved a lot? Oh, my gosh. Am I really about to take the Knicks on the road? Chicago's not good. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say good. Chicago's not good. They're better at home, but they haven't been great at home lately. First of all, I'm just going to say I, I am taking the next. But my favorite play in this game is actually Bulls team total under at 115.5. Really? Yeah. If you want to know a fun uh, little fact here, last five games, the number one defensive team in terms of efficiency, the New York yeah. Knicks. Yeah, no, they've been they've been the great. Great 99 to Sacramento, 99 to Sacramento, 102 to Charlotte, 89 to Atlanta, 81 to Cleveland, and then the outlier, 121 to Dallas. Yeah, ever since that Dallas game, they woke up. But three of those four games were at home. The one road game was against Charlotte. But Chicago offensively has been okay this season. They're kind of middle of the road. Uh, But once again, number one defense in the league the last five games. Chicago for their point total, 115 and a half. I think the Knicks can throw different looks at Chicago. And even if Brunson doesn't play, 
I think Brunson's an okay defensive player. He's not great by any means, but mm-hmm. you could argue the Knicks can definitely give you a lot of length with Brunson being out. Grimes has been great defensively. Maybe Reddish can be found in the rotation with Nah, he's not. Out. He's I not doubt in the rotation. I think he's yeah. just done. I think he's yeah, just they done, say he's not but... in the rotation. They need they need somebody else with a different skill set. <laughs> Point is the also during those five games, though, the the Knicks do rank 20th in pace. So they have been playing a lot slower for the last oh. couple of games. And I do think for a, a total of 115 and a half for a team total against the number one defense in the league in a short sample size, I think it's a little too high. And historically speaking, these games have been low scoring. I believe six of the last seven meetings have gone under the posted mm-hmm. total. I'm going to lean to the under and I'll lean to the Bulls team total under. I'll keep back in this Knicks defense. They look really good. Um. All right. That's my main angle because they faced off against good offenses. Sacramento, they shut down. Cleveland, they shut down. And Mitchell did play in that game, by the way. And they only gave up like 80 points and change. So I, I'm going to go with the team total under for Chicago. I'll bank on New York to do what they do best recently. We just put the clamps down and we'll see what happens. All right. Because I need to make a decision. And I think that the deciding factor, because I do think this is somewhat of a coin flip. And because it's a coin flip and the fact that the Knicks are fourth in the NBA in the last five games in points inside the paint. And that's how Chicago does their work. They get inside the paint. DeRozan tries to find a shot in the mid range. And I think DeRozan still has a really good game, but uh, I think the Knicks can limit a lot of other people. So I do want to play that under, and I think I'll just go ahead and take the Knicks plus four and a half, but I don't like it just because I truly think that Chicago decides that they want to play NBA level basketball at home. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, team total or anything that I said about? The no, team? no, I like the team total. I already was, I already was leaning to the under anyway. So the team, when you said the Bulls team total, it made sense. It seems large for a team that's given up less than one hundred three in the last four games. And the fact that, like, you gotta, you have to have it. You have to have that influx of points because you have them as a four and a half point favorite. So mm-hmm. I don't think they give. I don't think even in a loss the Knicks give up one fifteen. So yeah, this Bulls seems not good. But we'll see what happens with Caruso and Disamu. But if if Caruso's in the lineup, that just helps our under even more. All right. Ew, I hate that game. Next game on the slate, we have the uh, – no, let's not do that. Let's do an ad read because we got to talk about WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. You got exclusive rewards. You got online sports betting. You got casino play. You got win, the win, build your own bet. You have the win, win hour. You have everything you need at WinBet. Plus, new customers can bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject change terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older president of state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Sacramento Kings are traveling to Toronto to play Toronto Raptors minus five for the Raptors. 232 is the total injury report for these two. And we have. Oh, man. I don't know. He's out. That's the main story. But yeah, that's yeah. That's a huge piece of the story. And it was out. But 
Yep. For the Kings, you have Alex Lynn. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Uh, TBD, apparently. Great onus. He's keeping hey. the bench warm. Yeah, appreciate him. And you have Bo Cruz, who's likely to play. And then you got Anobi Otto Porter Jr. and Achua, who are all out. Are we assuming Sacramento benches anybody because they played last night? Or do you think that after getting blown out by Philly, Mike Brown just tells them all, play through it? You didn't earn the day off. I don't think. I don't think. I just don't think Sacramento's a team to bench people on it. Maybe Fox. Maybe. They, but... they gave up 80 in the first half. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I'm not sure if any of them are worthy of getting a day off after yesterday. That was embarrassing against Philly. It was very good on the Philly pick, but very embarrassing for them. Um, I mean, it's the same story. Toronto at home. I'm on Toronto as well. Sacramento's been terrible the past week. They've been really, really bad, especially defensively. And it's a, it's, I mean, it's a tough road trip to go East Coast for a West Coast team. It is. Like, your body's pro- – they're probably just now somewhat adjusting to the East Coast time today, and they, this is, what, game four on the East Coast? Five? Game five on the East Coast? Still got one it, more. It hasn't been good so far. So, so yeah, I mean – you're traveling to to Canada in December. You play I feel confident. Games. I feel confident in Toronto winning the game and covering. It's the total is what's getting me because I'm trying to figure out is Sacramento going to show up and shoot the basketball all day. I lied. Let me say that again. Can is Sacramento going to show up and shoot the basketball effectively today? I don't think they can. I don't think they can guard. So like voluntarily, they're getting into a shootout, best case scenario. But it's a back to back. They're traveling to Canada in the middle of December. Once again, they're a West Coast team. They're going to be miserable. Like you think, you think they're happy about going to Canada on a back to Oh, that walk off the bus is crazy. That walk getting off the bus is crazy. I don't think they're ready for it, to be honest. I think pull the, bus, pull the bus inside the stadium. Don't let us be outside. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that it's going to be an ugly game for Sacramento. It's really just a terrible spot. I think I'm really just trying to figure out how I want to fade Sacramento. Like, There's a, a number of different ways to fade them. I'm trying to figure out which one is the best one. I'll just lay the five points with Toronto at home. Yeah. Um, let me look at one more thing. Because he could have a very good, very, very good day today. Okay. That's mm, all right. This wasn't what I was looking for, but I'm going to recommend to my clients that we play. I just need to look at one more thing to confirm. Yeah. Let's play Gary Trent Jr. Okay. I think this is a good Gary Trent Jr. with how lackadaisical that the Kings looked on defense and they have a day to turn around. They very well could turn around. I don't think they close out on shooters fast enough. And if you give Gary Trent Jr. space, he's going to light you up from three. And his minutes and usage goes all the way up when an Ananobi is not in the game. And he gets a lot of those Ananobi looks in the corner outside from three where guys just don't end up closing out on him. And they're like, they're not, that's not part of the game plan. Like you're focusing on Scotty Barnes, you're focusing on Fan Fleet, you're focusing on Siakam. Like Gary Trent Jr. and Ananobi are not a part of the game plan. And so now Trent Jr. back in the starting lineup with Ananobi out. I think that this could be another good spot. He had 24 the last game, 20 this game, 18, 20. Like he he's gotten the minute, he's gotten the looks and the minutes. I think that backing him, 
Do you prefer points or threes? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Maybe I got to look at a number, and that'll make me feel better. Let me see if I can find a number. We have Trent Jr. for 20 and a half points. Okay, that's not where I wanted it to be, but understandable. And two and a half threes. All right, yeah, we're taking the threes. Two and a half threes minus 120. Yeah, that number seems short. I, I, he could go for like five. I you thought know, I was, was going to see three and a half for plus money. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, he definitely can go for five. Five is plus 550. I like that. I'm, I'm like gonna that for that. a long shot there, I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that. All right. I was wondering how I wanted to play that game, and that's that's how I wanted to do it. I'm on Gary Trent Jr. tonight. I don't mind the, a sneaky look at like Van Vliet double double. Yeah, I think his assist could get up there in this game. I hate playing favorites team total over like this, but I I feel like I got to be on Toronto to score. Sacramento can't guard anybody, and they're going to be exhausted. Like I don't, I and I think it's a really bad spot for Sacramento. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the over two thirty-two and that thirty-two thirty-two. I'm gonna stick with the over. All right, next game on the slate, we have the Miami Heat playing the OKC Thunder. Minus two and a half on the road for the Miami Heat. Two twenty-three is the total. Let's see here for an injury report. We have for the Miami Heat. Or should I take another deep breath? Jimmy Butler is out for injury management. Tyler Hero, Max Struess, Victor Oladipo, Duncan Robinson are all probable. Dwayne Detman is questionable. Gabe Vincent is out. And for OKC, uh, James Robinson Earl is out. Kenrich Williams is out. Deang is out. Jalen Williams is out. And then you know about Chet Holgram. So some death pieces missing for OKC for sure. It's not changing my handicap. I'm not taking the heat as a favorite. I'm not doing that right now. Especially on the road. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that right now. I I trust Shay too much. I trust him more than probably anybody else on the other side of the ball. And I mean Tyler Hero is the closest thing to when he's playing and he's healthy, he's effective. But Shea, I think, is going to go run rampant. He's going to cook the fuck out of Kyle Lowry. Like, I, I, he, Kyle Lowry might be switching on to somebody else, and they may be trying a different defensive approach. Probably Victor. I would put Victor Oladipo on him. If you might have I to give really him serious minutes here, but I don't think Hero can guard him either. Hero's not exactly a good defensive player. <laughs> I feel like you got to put Victor Oladipo on him. And for you the numbers, to. by the way, Miami's four and nine on the road. That's straight up. It's not even against the spread. Yeah, no, they suck. Yeah, no. I mean, Miami being a – I think there was one time this season, and it was against Portland, that I like Miami as a road favorite. And mm-hmm. every other time I've faded them ever since, still doing pretty well. Uh, I think – The only the only pro-Miami <sighs> angle I have is player props, and it's just bam. But Bam, every I'm, okay, you give out Bam. I can't every give out Bam because when Bam, I give out Bam, him. he kills you. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not giving Bam out. I he's, refuse he's, to he's give Bam out. He's against Pokashevsky. Like, like I don't he, care. He needs to have a good I game. I do here. not care. Every time I sit here on this show, or I'm in a group chat with my friends, or I'm sitting there betting for myself, and I bet on Bam Adebayo, he folds. Literally every single time, Bam Adebayo is on the blacklist. I don't care if he goes for twenty and twenty-five game straight. 
I'm not putting money on Bam Adebayo. I cannot do it. I'll take the rebounds uh, for Adebayo at around 10 and a half. I I understand that personal uh, bets have not exactly gone well with him. It's a very good spot. It's everybody. It's not just us, Scott. It's not just us. It's literally everybody. Everybody bets on Bam and Bam folds every time everybody bets on him. No, I'm not doing it. I actually Fuck have Bam. not bet on Bam yet this season, but I think it's a good spot. Like I, I it's it's really just a, a situation where you want Bam to be more aggressive. He's never aggressive enough, but he's got a very good matchup here. What was the game that I just cussed him out in where he just went the fuck off and it was like, of course, the game that I don't touch him, he goes. I thought it was the last game. Didn't he have like seven? Was it last rebounds? game? Like, yeah, it was against Pacers. He had like 20 and 17. Yes, like that shit pissed me the fuck off because he I know for a fact that if I put money on him, he would not have did that. I know that for a fact. Yes, he had 19 and 17. I mean not 19, he had 22, he had 22 and 17. 17. Yes. No, I'm I'm not betting Bam. Fuck Bam. Like fuck. I'll go with the Bam. rebounds. Whatever. It's a good spot. That's how it I'll is. It's it. an amazing spot. And if somebody does it, I don't blame you. But it's just every time. It's every time, literally. Adebayo has like some eating tendencies where you just want him to realize he's seven feet tall. It's like he forgets and, and how that tall that you're he is. really fucking good. Mm-hmm. It was one time I bet on his rebounds. I think it was at eight and a half, and he had three in the fourth quarter. Three. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost positive it was a great matchup. I, I, I feel like Aiton and, uh, and Adebayo are a pretty good comparison mentally because they play like they're six, seven when they're seven feet tall. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It but it's a good no. spot. And okay, he's missing one of its starting centers who weren't very good to begin with. So matter of fact, fuck Bam. What's the uh what's what's Buddy from OKC's name again? Um uh I don't know where you're going with this. What's what's Buddy from OKC, the center? Um I'm blanking. Pokashevsky. Him. Oh, you mean for the Thunder? Yeah. I mean not yeah, yeah, for the Thunder. What I say? Uh, I don't see his props at I don't see his props either, but when they when they drop his props, I will take him. Okay, so you're going with the Bam fade out of spite. But it's, I'm not going to fade Bam because I know for a fact if I fade Bam, he's going to go crazy. Okay. So I'm just going to take the person on the other side of the ball and okay. just hope that Bam lets him have a good day. Fair enough. So give me Pobosheski rebounds and a Pobosheski double-double. I don't see any lines on that yet because it has not been confirmed he's starting, but I'm assuming he's going to start. Yeah, more than likely. All right. Let's keep going. I, I just know, like, I'm not even hearing the listeners, and I just know everybody felt what I was saying because there's been mm-hmm. so many people that's bet on Bam, and he's folded consistently. All right, the Portland Trailblazers are playing the San Antonio Spurs, minus 7.5 on the road for the Portland Trailblazers. 230.5 is the total. Uh, Man, where is my injury report? All right, for our injury report here for the Portland Trailblazers, we have Josh Hart and Drew Eubanks, who are probable for this game. Nazir Little, Gary Payton, you know where you're not going to see in this game. This is just like Portland is going to be a fun team to back late, later in the season. I'm letting you know that right now. And for the Spurs, Zach Collins, Romeo Langford are doubtful. Uh, Bates Dopp and Josh Richardson are questionable. Stanley Johnson was just signed. And you're not going to see Jacopoto or Blake Wesley in these games. So, I mean. Are we just banking on a Lillard 30 piece in this game? Yeah. I think Lillard and Vassell. 
by the two. Plus point number with a 27 and a half. That's why I was asking because Lillard's been a damn lunatic for the last couple of games. He very much has. And Spurs won the last game. Uh, against Portland or in general? Yeah, they, yeah, they won two in a row. And so yeah. they won no three in a row. They won three in a row. They played well. Yeah, three in a row. They, they beat the Rockets at home, one eighteen, one hundred nine. Beat Senate, beat the Miami on the road. Come on, that people. Cleveland win Come is on, nice. People. Come on, people. I told you, uh-huh. Miami lost at home to San Antonio. That Cleveland yes, Cleveland win, win nice, very nice because didn't they? Cleveland came back and they still found a way to win that game. And Mitchell played in that game, so yeah. Cleveland was at full strength. Yeah, very good game for them. Fade City. Fade I don't City. know if I want to lay seven and a half with Portland on the road. You sure? I'm not sure if I do. Like hmm. they beat Minnesota twice at home. Like you're looking at the recent games that Portland's played, and they've done pretty well. All those games were at home. They're traveling on the road for the first time in a couple weeks. Well, they are. They are ten and four ATS on the road. Yeah, but I'm. But most, majority of those are dogs. So I will mm-hmm. say majority of those are dogs. Uh, let me see what they are as a road. They won the favorite. first meeting by seven at home against San Antonio for the record. I think I'm just on Lillard props. Like I feel like there's a couple ways to bet Lillard. You could argue that you can give him all the props. You can bet on the points, bet on the threes. If you want to even experiment, you could bet on the points and the double-double because mm-hmm. one of those should win minimum. Lillard double-doubles yeah. plus 220. He had 12 assists in the first game. But Lillard, the last three games has scored at least, what is it, 35 points in each of the last three games? 36 points in each of the last three games? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, um, he had, he, had, he could have probably gone for 50 last game if they didn't pull him. He had 11 three-pointers. In- nah, so I, I think the only reason that Lillard isn't going for, like, the crazy games this year is because he doesn't have to because you have Grant and Simons alongside you, and you can, mm-hmm. you know, feed the ball in between there. And they have a really good team this year, so he doesn't have to do what he was used to doing. One and O oh as a road favorite this season. <laughs> now I'm determined to fi- figure out what that one game was. So, by the way, before, uh, each of the last three games, Lillard has scored at least 36 points. His player prop was 27 and a half. Like that number just seems too low to me. Okay, the one the one road favorite that they were was Charlotte. They were a favorite of two, one by ten. Okay, I had money on that game. I did too. All right. Fuck it. Give me Portland. Minus seven and a half. I'm trying to decide if I want to lock it up or not. They've won three in a row. Come on now. They won three in a row. You're fucking up the tank. And that's probably what it is. They probably sit here and say, hold on, we're fucking up our tanking. And Den Vassell and Johnson go off. Everybody else just chill. I think I'm going to link to San Antonio here. I like the okay. current form. I think seven and a half is a little bit too large. But I do like the lower props. I don't know if you agree on assists or not, points, whatever the hell. Like, if Lillard goes for 30 and 10, you win both, which is actually a reasonable stat line for mm-hmm. Lillard in this game because the Spurs are allowing north of 120 points per game. Mm-hmm. Give me the Lillard props. I think Lillard could have another fantastic game here. Slight reverse my movement in this game. All the money's on over, and the totals come down half a point. Interesting. Okay. Spurs don't do their end of the scoring. Give me the under. Give me Portland minus seven and a half. Give me Portland team total over. Give me Devin Vassell over his points. And give me Damian Lillard over his points and assist prop. Okay. That's how we play it. We combine them. All right. 
Next game on the slate, we have Cleveland Cavaliers going to play Dallas. In Dallas, minus two for the Mavericks. 215 and a half is the total. Total opened up at 213 and a half. <laughs> uh, for Cleveland, we have Dean Wade, Ricky, uh, Ricky Rubio, and Dylan Wendler all not in this game. So Cleveland's basically at full strength. And you have Maxi Kleber, questionable. Josh Green is out. And Davis Bertans is available. Two of, the slowest, two of the slowest pace teams and in, in the totals come up two points. Mm. Little question mark there. Big I'm, I'm leaning there. Dallas on the side, but uh, I think I have to. Cleveland's not good on the road. I don't They're think. terrible on the road. They're five and nine straight up on the highway. You're looking at the last couple games. Cleveland has not been very good. They've been alternating mm-hmm. wins and losses. Uh, on the road, they scored 81 against the Knicks. They mm-hmm. lost to San Antonio. They lost by one. They were down roughly double digits. They had a thrilling comeback just to make it a heartbreaker, but they were losing by a decent margin for most of that game. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the current form. I know you've been higher on Bickerstaff than I have been in the past, mostly because of fourth quarter execution. I just think that he's a terrible fourth quarter coach. I don't think he's that bad overall, but in the fourth quarter, his teams tend to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Dallas at home is very, very good. Dallas is, I believe, 11 and 4 straight up at home. They're one game over, so they're kind of like gold. ATS, they're terrible. Yeah, ATS, they're terrible, but the spread's only two. Yeah. So, no, so you're getting, you're getting some leeway there. I'll and I Dallas. think that's why I'm on Dallas, too. They're a good home team. If they're against a bad road team, it's, it's like Golden State. At home, you could blindly kind of back them, and they <laughs> usually win the game. And on the road, mm-hmm. they're useless. So. No, I'll so go, on the I'll road, on the road, Cleveland is four nine and one against the spread, two and five as an underdog. Period. Uh, as a favorite, you're not getting much confidence in Dallas. Six fourteen and one as a favorite. It's really what bad. Are, what are they at home though? As five well? nine and one at home. ATS. Okay. So they're really not well. It's it's really the money line stats that do it for Dallas. They just find a way to win the game and not cover and. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we just say, hey, take Dallas money line and Cleveland loses by one again. <laughs> yeah, for the for the total, I, I like a live under. I think this fourth quarter is going to be disgusting. You have two of the worst uh, of the worser bottom 10 fourth quarter teams. Just looking at like point differential, especially on the road for Cleveland. I think this could be a really, really ugly fourth quarter. I think the totals come up because they expect Luka to go nuts. They expect Mitchell to play well. And maybe you have a high-scoring first half. Mm-hmm. I think the second half turns into a rock fight, especially with the pace numbers you mentioned. Yeah. I think it's a very good live under spot. I agree. I agree because, I'm. I, I, yeah, I think that's the best way to play the total. I was trying to decide if I wanted to play the total early. Because the movement is weird, and very I get, weird. and I, but I get kind of because even though they've been a very slow paced team, Dallas has been uh, pretty good to the over, like really good to the over this season. Over, it's gone over in seven of the last ten, uh, nine and six to the over at home, thirteen and eight as a favorite, seventeen and ten overall. And then we know that Cleveland is just a dog under team, but Dallas profiles as a dog under team. It's just that they've been getting over these totals. So, 
I think that's the only thing that's kind of swaying me to just not play in the total. But I do like your angle of trying to get a larger number on that under and then betting under. So that's probably something that I'll be looking to do live. Uh, Looking briefly at some of these numbers, there is one under that I do like pregame. And it's going to segue back into my point of a rock fight in the fourth quarter. (laughs) I like the fourth quarter under. It's at 55 and a half. Yeah, 50, 55 and a half. Dallas is scoring the third fewest points per game in the fourth quarter. They're averaging 25.1. Cleveland is ranking 22nd. They're averaging 25.9. So combined, they're averaging roughly 51 points total. It's 55 and a half. That's a very high total for a fourth quarter. With two slow-paced teams, the game always slows down in the fourth (laughs) quarter. I'll take that under. 55 and a half sounds way too high for the fourth quarter. All right. Like it. Good point there. Good, good note, Scott. Denver is playing the Washington Wizards at home. You have minus 10 for the Nuggets. 226 and a half is the total. And for the injury report for this one, we have for Washington. Bradley Beal was questionable. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you. Uh, and, Chris Dasper. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Porzingis is questionable. Monty Morris is questionable. Anthony Gill is questionable. You're not going to see Rui Hachimaro, DeLon Wright. And for the Nuggets, Mike Porter Jr., you know you're not going to see him for a little bit. So pretty clean for Denver outside of that. Oh, by the way, breaking news. Lamelo might return to the lineup tonight against Detroit. Breaking news, because that's big. Yeah. But... I feel, I feel like whenever Lamelo has come back from injury, he hasn't been effective in that first game. It was the second game that he's gone off. I'm going to go back and check that. Now I, I have feel, to love the over if Lamelo plays. Yeah, you're right, because they're going to run. Mm-hmm. They are going to run. All right. Denver Do should trust- smack them, but I can't trust them to win. I, Denver no-shows. like It looks like they don't care half the time. Yeah. They should. I, I, I push my luck with taking Denver as double-digit favorites against the Rockets. I don't think I want to do it again. JD mentioned the point I was actually about to make, which is uh, revenge games for KCP, Morris, and Barton. Is this the first time they played? I believe so. Oh, I don't know why. They, I don't know why they would have faced. Wait, what? We're getting this straight. By what? Wait, what did Denver get in that trade? No, okay, yeah, Monte Morris. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it was KCP and then Monte Morris, Will Barton, and then, wait, so they got KCP? Did they, they didn't get anything else other than KCP? I don't believe so. No, they didn't trade them for just KCP. Was it really just KCP? I think it was. It might have been oh. a depth piece in there or maybe a pick. But Yeah, maybe something. Yeah, maybe a pick. Well, Washington's else. lost seven straight, so they've kind of fallen off a cliff. They're terrible on the road. They're 3-10 and 10 <laughs> on the highway. You want to make a case for Washington besides just not trusting Denver? Because once again, on paper, everything's going to point to Denver. The question is, do you trust them enough to actually win by double digits? Mm. Oh, Ish Smith. Really. That's right. Kenny mentioned Ish Smith. I forgot about him. That's right. Oh, there we go. Okay. okay. I know That's somebody right. else in that trade. My bad. Yeah, the journeyman. All right. Oh, man. I don't trust Denver, but I'm having a hard I'm having a hard time seeing the the openings for Washington to get this done. 
it I would rather sense. I would rather take Kuzma props if I'm being honest. If I wanted to back anything Washington related, because if they're going to cover, Kuzma probably has to have a huge game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take his props because you could win if Denver blows it open, but they've lost seven straight. This team's not very good. All signs are going to point to Denver. It's just the fact they're not good as double-digit favorites. So give me Kuzma props. I'll lean Denver. Maybe I'll lean Jokic triple-double if I wanted to go for some plus-money props. But Mm -hmm. once again, I don't see much value here. Do you? All right. Uh... So I'm I'm trying to make my case for because I'm not taking Denver. I'm taking Washington plus ten. I'm just trying to get a reason for why I'm taking Washington, other than the fact that I don't trust Denver. Do you prefer to take the points? You'd rather just take Kuzma twenty something plus. I mean, of course, I would rather just play like, especially if Beal is not playing and potentially Porzingis is not playing either. Like, mm-hmm. of course, I'm, I'd rather be on Kuzma. But in terms of picking the spread, I think that the issue here is that because while Washington is not that good defensively. They do guard the painted area, and they're actually defending the paint pretty well this season. Uh, top 10 in terms of points inside the paint. <laughs> and that's where Dow- not Dallas, but that's where Denver likes to go to work, is go to work in that inside of the paint. And Joker likes to get there and get his points on the inside. So it's like, all right, do they can they throw a body at him? Can they throw a body at him without getting in foul trouble? That I truly don't know. And that's the only reason why I'm kind of – like I'm kind of scared. Who do you of throw, Gaff- Gafford? I I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. That's. I'm assuming Joker, it'll be Gafford. Joker should Joker should eat this game. He should. He should. And I like KCP on the outside just because of all the attention that Joker is going to get on. I I feel like KCP is going to be have some opportunities, at least three point shooting for this team. Maybe Bruce Brown actually. Bruce Brown hit some big three point shots at home, and I'm pretty sure his three points are pointers are at one and a half probably. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe Bruce Brown for three-point shots. And they they close out on KCP, don't close out on Bruce Brown. That kind of makes sense to me. Uh, I hate this game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not laying the points. Just give me Washington plus 10. But tread lightly because, again, here are the numbers. Last 10 games, Washington is 2-7-1. Denver is 4-6. Washington on the road, 5-7-1. Denver is 5-5 five five at home. And as a favorite Denver is eight and twelve. As an underdog, Washington is six nine and one. I don't trust this game at all, and I don't trust either side. Either side, to be honest, I'll take Washington plus ten. Okay. All right, next game on the slate. Oh wait, total two twenty six and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I think I have to link to the under because I'm who's playing for Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can, can I really make a case for? The over, if I'm not sure Beal or any of these guys are going to play. Like, I don't know if I can make a case for it. If I get one of Beal or Przingis, then I feel good about the over. Yeah. If I get one of them, I feel good. But if I'm missing both of them, then no, nah, I'm not doing it. Mm. All right. Last game of the slate, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves playing the Los Angeles Clippers. Minus six and a half for the Clippers. One, tw- no, not, I'm sorry, <laughs> not one. 223 is the total. Let's go get an injury report here. And we have. Where did you go? For the Minnesota Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell is questionable. Jordan McLaughlin is out. And you know you're not going to see Cat or Sorian Prince. And for the Clippers, Norman Powell is the only name listed. But it's also 12-14 at time of recording on the East Coast. So plenty of time. 
Do you want to make any case for Minnesota? Clippers up. Assuming that Kawhi and Paul George are playing. Clippers up. Okay. Do they actually suck? Yes. You think so? They, I don't think the Clippers are a good team, and it's because of availability. Okay. But I'm if, saying, everybody, been, if everybody is available, they are a good team. But they also – everybody. Yeah, everybody is – Everybody's never available. Everybody's never available, and everybody doesn't play together for two games in a row to have any type of chemistry on the team. I'm saying it because for this game, it appears that availability will not be a concern. Yes, for this game that, right that now. is what it appears. That's why I brought it up. As of right now, it does appear availability is not a concern. I have to like the Clippers. Like Minnesota, so they're just terrible. This team's awful. I think the Clippers are a good team. Like I think they're fine if availability is a question. If both of them play... They're probably a top five team in the league. Minnesota is not a playoff team. I've roasted this team since the start of the season. They also went. They also took a buzzer beater to the uh, full strength. Took a buzzer beater to the Hornets, and I think they were full strength and I lost against the Magic. Yeah. So. I I, I get it. A full. I, I don't know about the Magic game. I think they were. They choked away a decent lead there in the fourth quarter. But Clippers were at home. Minnesota just lost back to back games to Portland. Lillard did whatever the hell he wanted against that team. Minnesota can't guard anybody. Offensively, they're not great. They haven't made any adjustments throughout the entire season. Mm-hmm. I like the Clippers here. As you said before, availability is the, only con- is the main concern with this team. It appears to not be an issue tonight. I want nothing to do with Minnesota. And when healthy, they did smack the crap out of the Celtics at home. But you could argue it's a statement game. You could argue it's a bunch of different things. But at least they have a gear that I know Minnesota does not have. But I understand getting up for that game. I, I completely understand getting up for that game. Yeah, because they're I don't understand why duo you, and whatever. I don't understand why you would get up for this game. It's they're gonna game. win they're gonna win this game. They're not gonna cover this number. Six and a half, I'm gonna take it. Give me the six and a half with Minnesota. They're gonna win the game, they're not gonna cover. I'll lean to the Clippers. I think at home they'll show up. It's mostly just fading Minnesota. This team has shown me nothing, and defensively they are a disaster. <laughs> I like the over in this game though, especially for the Clippers. Uh, Minnesota defensively has just fallen off a cliff. They're so bad defensively. Mm-hmm. So I don't mind the rebounds for Gobert, though. The fact that Zubox should play a bunch of minutes should give Gobert a lot of opportunities. Is it really Nick Batum's birthday? Like, do I have to play Nick Batum props today? Really? Do you have props? He's a bench player. I don't know how many props you're actually going to find on him. He started a few games over the course of the season. You might find some. He started a few games because Kawhi or Paul George were missing, but since they're both back, he's clearly coming. <laughs> no, he played. No, he was in the he was in the starting lineup when. Um, oh well, I think Marcus Morris didn't play in that game. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I'm sure his props will be around somewhere. Maybe. We'll we'll see. We'll see. If if he does have props out, I would take the three pointers. Okay. Because you're probably gonna get a nice juicy price and he can there there nobody's gonna close out on him at three. So uh if if he does have props out, I would play his three pointers. I wouldn't even test my luck with his points. Mm-hmm. I just want nothing to do with Minnesota. But the Gobert props are interesting because since Zubox should play a lot of minutes, that is a pretty good spot for Gobert to pick up rebounds. Mm-hmm. So that's the only pro Minnesota take I'll have, but I think the Clippers win this game comfortably. No. I don't like any of these teams. I'm going to just take the points. Uh, it is Nicholas Batum's birthday. It's Robert Covington's birthday, and it's Lonnie Walker's birthday. Well, Lonnie Walker's not playing, so that doesn't Wait, matter. two teammates share the same birthday? That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Okay. 
I feel like I was. I try. I think I. I feel like I was on Covington for his birthday last year. And he disappointed me. Could be, but I didn't. Or he it. hit one prop and didn't hit the one that I really wanted him to hit. They also don't play Covington that much anymore. I don't think. No. He's had some injury issues as well. But okay, I'm on plus six and a half, and I'm on under. Because I don't. I, I think neither one of these teams are going to be effective scoring the ball. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Underdog Fantasy, and they are sponsoring our Lock and Dog segment for this episode, where you can sign up at Underdog and get a 100% deposit match up to $100, promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com. You can do best ball. You can do their weekly battle royal format. You have pick'em contests, all of that stuff underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN I use underdog all the time I go in there and play player props do a couple player prop parlays in there get some nice uh, 6 times 10 times 20 times odds so definitely like that for underdog fantasy promo code SGPN get a 100% deposit match up to $100 if you have not signed up all right lock and dog for my lock, Toronto or Portland, Toronto or Portland, Toronto or Portland. Let's go against the grain. Let's go with Portland, minus seven and a half. <laughs> For my dog, hmm. I'm just seeing this Denver line go down half a point right before my eyes. Hmm. That could be fun. I'm not taking the Knicks. Probably a good spot. I'm not taking the Knicks. All right. Do I want to shoot for the moon or do I want to just give you something that I think is going to win and get up out of here? Uh, uh, somebody drop it in the chat. Shoot for the moon or a low dog. Real quick. Hurry up. Hurry, 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 shoot hurry, for the moon. Hurry, hurry. All right. Shooting for Are the you? moon. Well, you're, do you need to ask me? Uh, I, I I don't know. I was asking you're the people the, the which villain. one do they want. You're the villain. Which one do they well, want? When does I the know. villain ever settle for like petty petty larceny? Washington sucks though. Washington sucks though. Like I'm it's, just it's saying, really hard. You, it is a good spot, saying, and I did just see that. I did just watch the, the line go down. All right, fuck it. All right, whatever. Three, Washington line. plus three fifty. Fuck you, Scott. Washington okay, plus let's go. That's what I'm looking for. That's my dog. Give me the fire that we're looking for. Let's go. What is what is your picks? I'm taking Toronto as the lock. I think that it's a great spot. Sacramento has struggled a lot defensively lately. They're traveling to Canada on a back-to-back. Once again, they live in California. I'm sure a lot of them have houses in California. Now they're going to Canada. Like, Have fun on the travel there. I'll go with Toronto minus the, I believe the line's five now. Is that right? I think it's five. Yep. Uh, So I'll take that. And for my dog, it's going to be a player prop. The question is, which one do I want? Do, what do you think? Lillard 30 plus points or 10 plus assists? Ooh. Uh, it's hard to get in front of Damian Lillard right now. When's the last I time know. he had when the last time he had double double? Uh, a couple games ago. I think it was four games ago, but he had a double double against the Spurs in the first meeting this season. Uh, Spurs really shouldn't cover anybody. No. Let's but I, I don't know for... if he's gonna pass because he's clearly feeling it from behind the arc. Yeah, he is. He really is. I am gonna say go with the points. Let's just okay. let's just keep backing Lillard until he burns. Okay. So let me just quickly pull that up because I'm not sure if I want 30 or 35. 
I might I might go for I might go for the moon as well. I'm looking at Lord 35. Uh let me just I, damn it, I hate it when these sports books don't fully load up. Um okay, sorry, just pulling it up here. Nope, you're good. So total full game totals 230 and a half, by the way. So you're expecting a bunch of points in this game, which definitely helps out the overs. Uh so Lillard for 35 plus points is a casual plus 250. Okay. Which I like. I'm curious what the threes are. Uh, because I'm wondering if I can get a good price here for Lillard threes. If you get a better price on the five threes, I say take it. Now five threes is plus one forty five. That I do uh, like no. though. I really it do like good. that plus one forty five. But yeah, I'll go with the thirty five plus points. Let's go for it. Lillard, give me a forty piece. Let's go. I was secretly uh peer pressuring you in my head. And if you didn't do it, I was gonna call you out. All right. Other than that, Scott, anything else for the episode? Uh, no, not really. Looking forward to the 10-game slate. Let's make some money. All right, everybody. Make sure you leave a review on Spotify, on Apple. Make sure you uh, rate all of that. Subscribe oh, one, on YouTube. One more thing, actually. Uh, Terrell and I will be back later on today to cover the Thursday night football game and the DFS slate. Yes, we will. So catch us on the NFL Gambling Podcast later. Uh, other than that, I mean, I really don't have anything else. Make sure you all show love as you can. You can figure out when we go live. So if you heard me talking to the people in the chat, you can catch us live on YouTube. Subscribe. It will tell you the time that we go live, typically around 11 a.m. Eastern, somewhere around there for the most part. Other than that, I really have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.